0: everyone, I can't wait to share with you all the interviews for our upcoming season, season four, on the Positively Joy podcast, which launches August 1st. We talk to joy filled people such as a singer songwriter overcoming childhood abuse, a former minister who changed faiths to seek God more sincerely, a pastor who shows people how to read the Bible, and many others. While we're preparing for the next season, Here is a popular and joyful episode from the archives of Positively Joy.
1: You are not alone in this journey, and if God gave you that child, He will give you directions on how to raise that child.
0: Whether or not you are a parent, keep listening why Vani has wisdom you need to hear. I'm Yvette Walker, the host of the Positively Joy podcast, where we discover that joy is not a feeling, it's faith. You can find previous episodes at PositivelyJoy.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. However you found yourself here, you are welcome, and I believe it was truly God-destined. We are in season three, and this season has taken the podcast into the vantage point of what joy is. I'd like you to listen to each episode this season through the lens of how Jesus Christ defines joy. John chapter 15 verse 11 reveals this when Jesus tells us to keep the Father's commandments and abide in His love. Jesus says, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. Enjoy, and I pray you receive the message the Father has for you. The Positively Joy podcast is a member of the Spark Media Network and can be heard on the Edify app. You know, it's pledge season on some public radio networks. We don't do that here, but we can't exist without your support. Join my friend, SP, in becoming a Patreon monthly giver. You can give as little as $5 and receive some great benefits. Go to PositivelyJoy.com and click support. Wyvonnie Williams has an unusual and beautiful name, and she also has an unusual and beautiful son who has severe special needs. While challenging and sometimes frustrating, she sees the joy in her son, JJ. Her book, Parenting Interesting Children, explores how to parent when you feel you are not equipped. Here's Wyvonnie. Hello, Yvonne. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me, Yvette. Yeah. So we just talked a little bit about our names. So our names kind of are spelled alike. You know, somebody might look at your name and see Yvonne in that name. And I've been called Yvette, 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 and I'm sure you've been called any number of things. Yeah, Yami, Ivani. <laughs> yeah, all types of things. So true. So true. But it's yes, and I'm Yvette. So we got it straight. (laughs) Well, thanks so much. I certainly want to get to know you better and have my listeners get to know you better and talk about your journey and your walk. So tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: So again, my name is Waivani. I am a mother of a wonderful 12-year-old little boy, and I'm also a licensed professional counselor. And I am also a new author. I wrote a book called Parenting Interesting Children, in which I share what my journey has been like raising my son who has special needs.
0: Mm -hmm. And, you know, in that book, I know that you're going to talk about the ups and downs and the beautiful things and the messes too. But I have to ask you, I know while sometimes it can be challenging, how do you find God in the middle of it all? I know that I'm never alone.
1: And that's the thing that I really want people to know that sometimes you might feel like other people don't understand, even your family members, even you don't understand. And you're like questioning God, like, okay, what am I supposed to do? But I just want people to know that you are not alone in this journey. And if God gave you that child, he will give you directions on how to raise that child. He will show you, but we just have to go to him and seek him first. Seek God first and then everything will just follow.
0: Okay, well, let's know more about your child. Tell us about your child and your family. Okay, so when my
1: son was about two, I started noticing he was a little different. He would like bang his head and I was just looking at him like, what in the world is going on? You know, And so I would like block him by like using my hand. And then when he was three, a friend of mine who was a counselor at the time said, You should get him seen. And I'm looking at her like, He's three. What what do I need to get a three year old seen for? But at that time, he was spitting and like grunting, you know, and always saying, I'm mad. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, What do you got to be mad about? Like, you only three. Like, how's your (laughs) life so rough? Like, what is going on? And so I got him help. And so he's been receiving uh, mental health care since he was three. And it was really hard initially because, you know, sometimes in certain communities, we don't want to talk about certain topics. We're always like, well, let's just pray about it. And then we just like, that's it. But God has given us tools. He's given us techniques. He's given us medications and all different things to use to like combat these things. And so that's what I've done. So my son has been on medication. He's been hospitalized three times at a children's residential treatment center because of his behaviors. I even had to place him in a therapeutic foster care at one point. So it's been a rocky journey, but I can say that within the last like three years, things have gotten better. He has not been in the hospital. We went from five medications down to three. He's barely eloping at school. He still like leaves the school, (laughs) but it's not (laughs) as bad as it used to be.
0: Wow. Wow. Is there a name for this particular, and I'm not sure if we're going to call it a disorder or, you know, whatever is happening?
1: Yeah. So my kiddo has multiple diagnoses. So he's diagnosed with ADHD. So a lot of people know about ADHD. That's very common. Um, But he also has some learning disabilities that I didn't even know about. And the school didn't even pick up on it, which is something that still intrigues me to this day. My son was like 10 when he started reading, like out of nowhere, like one day, he just started reading. And what we discovered was that he had dyslexia. So, all the time when they were trying to get him to do different assignments and to read and to write, he would get upset. He would destroy (laughs) the worksheets, flip a dash, throw a chair, and run away. Literally, run away. And it was mostly related to when they would ask him to read or to write. And I was wondering, like, why is he writing in like the corner of the page? Like, he was writing like letters and shapes and symbols, like all together. And I'm like, what is this? We couldn't even understand what he was writing. And so I felt bad as a parent. Like, how did I not know? But that's just something that, you know, it happens. And I don't fault myself. I do still kind of blame the school (laughs) a little bit because I'm like, you guys are teaching him. Don't you notice he's writing cricket, you know? But when we found that out, we were able to like, make a plan to accommodate him at school.
0: Wow. So, I mean, clearly you love him and you have every confidence in him and you've seen him grow and and bloom, which is just such a blessing, but it has been challenging and I'm sure it's been challenging for your family. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I
1: am a single mom and it has been really challenging because I only have one child, but he makes like five kids. (laughs) He makes like five. The amount of care that he needs sometimes can become very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I have needed support. So I have really like had to trust God. But God has also placed like the right people in my life to help me at different times on my journey. So I've had Mm -hmm. other parents who, well, I haven't really met other parents uh, when I lived in Alaska who had kiddos like mine. So it was really different. But um, now that I'm here in Maryland, I've come across a lot of other parents. And um, it's just like a good support that I'm able to get from them. And so sometimes when you have a special needs child, people cannot just look at your child and see that they have special needs. You can't just look at him and tell. And so sometimes people are like, well, we don't see it. Like, or friends, well, what are you talking about? And it's just like, sometimes it just doesn't, it's there, but you know, in different settings, you can see it more clearly. And sometimes it's been rough with trying to explain it to family members and to friends that, yeah, he does have all of these challenges. And so I've been having to like educate my family members um, and friends on like how to help him and how to support me.
0: Wow. That's, I mean, you know, the expression or cliche is it takes a village, but You know, in many situations, it really, really does. So, we've been talking about your son. What's his name? Well, we'll just um, refer to him as JJ. Okay. So, JJ, I'm so happy that JJ seems to be uh, responding better to the medication and to the treatment. That's really awesome. You mentioned that you were in Anchorage for a while, and that's, I have a connection with Anchorage because my parents actually were married there, but I've never been there. Yeah. But I've never been there. So, I don't know the community. Obviously, when you have a special needs child, I mean, I've seen people even move to communities that had better resources. So what was it like being in Anchorage, and that's in Alaska, in case anyone doesn't know, you know, with the needs for resources that you had, were you able to get them? So
1: I was able to get them, but they were very scarce. And there weren't any like facilities for kiddos like that were five to six. Mm -hmm. Um, When my son needed to have more like one-on-one support they were talking about maybe he having to go out of state and alaska had a history of sending kids out of state really yeah and so they started something where it was like bring the kids back like some kind of new thing that they they tried to do to bring all the kids back home Um, because when you leave the state you're also leaving your family you know even though you're in a hospital your family can still visit you but when you're out of state you don't get to see your mom or your dad or your aunts or your uncles. They don't get to celebrate your birthday with you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I didn't want that for my son. And so one of the reasons why I moved back to Maryland was so my son could have more support and so that he could have more diversity in his providers. Because in Alaska, I really, really found mental health providers that were of color, not many at all.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I know God has helped you. Have you talked to JJ about God and about his own faith and his faith walk? Is that a conversation that you are having now or or that you want to have? A lot has been going on already. And you may say, look, I just had to deal. I had everything else to deal with. I don't, you know, I haven't been able to get to this yet, but I'm just wondering. And if you have, why is that important?
1: it's important because kids can go to hell too. And so it has been important for me to share my faith with my son because God is my rock. He's my foundation. And I know that I need to share that with him so that when he grows up, you know, but I've given him a choice. And so he's been in church since he was born. And this is all, this is all he knows is the church life. Mm -hmm. And so he does know God every morning. Like when I'm dropping him off at school, I'm like, JJ, let's pray. So he prays every morning and he says, Lord, I love you with all my heart. And that like really, really gets me when he says that every morning, he says, forgive me for my sins. And then I'm like, well, pray for your friends and your class. Then he prays for his classmates. Then he prays for the teachers. And even when he was in the treatment center for like the second time, the therapist came to me and was like, man, your child really knows God. And I was like, what? She was like, yeah, he was talking about angels and demons and he was correcting everybody. And I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh, like, yes, go ahead. I'm doing the right thing. And then I remember even when he was younger, Like in pre-K, they were telling the kids, you need to believe in yourself, believe in yourself. And my son was like, no, no, you don't believe in yourself. You believe in God. (laughs) That's that's what my child was saying. And then when they was like, yeah, we're celebrating Christmas, my son was like, "Uh uh-uh, we don't do that. There's no Santa Claus. You know, God gives us gifts. And so they was like, ma'am, you need to talk to your son because he's like ruining things for everybody else. (laughs) But my son speaks up. He speaks out about God. And that's something that I'm so amazed by. Even though he's had all these struggles, he can still openly talk about God and share the good news with other
0: people. And it his age. Wow. So he clearly is a child of God. He sees himself as a child of God. But as you said, he's gone through struggles. So, I mean, has there been a time when he asked you, you know, mommy, why am I like this? Or why did God make me this way? Has he ever broached that to you?
1: He used to say, "Um, Mommy, I'm bad. He used to think that he would actually say, I'm a bad boy. And that literally... Broke my heart, yeah. And I had to explain to him that no, you're not bad. And the reason why he thought that was because he was getting in trouble Mm -hmm. in school, like every minute, like he couldn't be in class. They was holding his hand, my five year old's hand, walking him all around the school because he wasn't able to remain in his classroom. And all the kids will point at him and call him bad. So it was something that he took on as like I'm a bad person. And I said no, you're not bad. Like. You have superpowers that when God made you, he gave you extra. And that's why you are the way that you are, because he gave you extra gifts. You're extra smart. You notice things more than other people. Those are all really, really good things. And then he stopped saying that. So he doesn't say that anymore. But he never said to me, like, why did God make me this way? And I think one of the reasons why is because I always like I'm like his coach and I'm always encouraging him. And so when he starts talking negatively, I try to change that around and like refocus him.
0: That is just so awesome. It's so awesome. So you refer to him, I assume, as interesting because your book is Parenting Interesting Children. So why use that word interesting? Again, because a lot of
1: times people label kids as being bad when they do like the kind of things that my child was doing. In addition to eloping, he would kick. Anything he could get his hands on, he would throw, he would make threats.
0: And I'm sorry, when you say eloping, you mean he's leaving the premises.
1: Yes, he will he will leave school, like he would just leave. And I'm like, who leaves recess? Like you are you outside. <laughs> who leaves recess? So it was like it was very extreme. He also has um, disruptive mood dysregulation disorder, which is a mood disorder in which like children, they are easily frustrated. So he was just frustrated by everything. So that's why when he was even at recess doing something fun, he would get frustrated. And he was like, I'm not, I'm he wouldn't even enough; he just leave. And I was like, what in the world? But yeah, so I caught the book interesting because I don't think people should call kids bad. I just think that we all have quirks. And I just happen to call it interesting.
0: And so tell us a little bit more about the book. What do you delve into?
1: So I talk about medication management, how parents shouldn't feel guilty if they decide to put their kids on medicine or if they decide not to, like nobody else is in their shoes. And at the end of the day, you're responsible for your child and for your family. And so I talk about how rough it was for me making that decision because it wasn't easy. You know, Mm -hmm.
0: but at the end of the day, again, did you feel that you not being able to solve it and, you know, having to start him on medications, that was like a negative thing to you for your own parenting? And it's not true, of course, but did you feel that way? Well,
1: he started taking medication at the age of five. Mm -hmm. And to me, I was like, I thought it was, he was really young. And so it was his pediatrician, you know, who prescribed him his first medication for the ADHD. And I did get some, you know, his other side of the family, you know, they were kind of like against that. And so I had to battle it, like, do I really want to give my son medicine? Can he even take a pill? Like, he's only five. And, you know, it was it was really frustrating. And never in my life would I have imagined that I would be going through this. Mm. But I did feel like I was an awful mom, but you know what? One of the ladies at my church reminded me of Moses's mom, how in order to save his life, how she put him like in a basket and, and into the sea and how it broke her heart, but it took a lot of strength from her as a mom to do what she did. And that's what I had to do. I had to make these big decisions for my son, but I know that my son is going to impact the world and he's going to further the kingdom of God. So I know that God has a purpose for him and that all the stuff that we've gone through, it is for a reason. And I know that Bible says all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord and all things are working together.
0: Wow. So what is the biggest takeaway from the book?
1: Pretty much. I want to tell people that they are not alone. There are tons of parents that are going through the same exact thing, I want parents to know that it is not your fault. You did not do anything to cause your child to have, you know, special needs. And the third thing I want people to know is that help is available. Like there are resources um, available that you do not have to deal with this alone.
0: You are a licensed counselor. Did you go down that route after you learned that your child needed resources or were you already a counselor when you had him? Uh, So the funniest
1: thing is that when I was pregnant with him, I was working at an agency that worked with children who were severely emotionally disturbed. So I was seeing children run out the classroom and screaming and and all that stuff like that. And lo and behold, I had a child that was born doing the exact same thing, but I kind of was like in it like before he was born. Mm-hmm. And so when he was just four months old, I started working on my master's degree in um, community mental health, but I didn't know that I would be using this to also help my son. So I feel like that was from God.
0: That's a God thing.
1: Yeah. Cause I didn't plan it. It just kind of happened. And it just so happened that my son had all these needs. And I was like, I just learned about that last week, <laughs> you
0: know? So yeah. Wow. I mean, you have such a great attitude. And I know, you know, you've, you've been in this for a minute. So he's 12 now, right? hmm And so you've been in this for a minute, but still, you don't look defeated. I mean, you you are definitely choosing the joy of the situation. And there's a lot of joy. You have a son. Yes. That's joy right there, where and certainly some women cannot. Mm-hmm. And you have, even yourself, through your own knowledge, you have the resources. I mean, there's there's joy in this situation, even though other people reading about you or hearing this might say, oh, this is so sad. Mm-hmm. But I can see that you are choosing the joy in the situation. I'm sure that wasn't always easy to do. Oh, no, it wasn't.
1: I've had so many moments when I'm just like, why me? Again, like I said earlier, blaming God, like, you know, like, what did I do to like deserve this? Like, what did I do? But I didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Things, Things just happen. Just like people have diabetes or you develop cancer. People also develop like mental health disorders. And there's nothing to be ashamed about. But we should actually talk about it. So, yeah, I'm just I'm joyful because I feel like we've been through it and we've come out on the other side. I mean, we still have a ways to go but like, we're still making it. We're together. We're healthy. You know, he's in, he graduated from elementary school. So now he's in the sixth grade. He has the key to the house. So when he gets off the school bus, he can come in himself. He's able to like walk the dog by himself, which are things that a few years ago, I would have thought weren't possible, but he's being like independent. And I'm just so amazed. Even me doing this podcast with you, he's quiet. He's able To do more things on his own, and he's more respectful, and that's only comes from God.
0: Do you believe that God gave you JJ to deliver this message? Yes. How so?
1: Well, I would say that it has caused me to know God more because sometimes when you go through situations and you're between a rock and a hard place, and there is no one else that you can turn to, there is no one else that can help you, it has elevated my relationship with God. And so having my son has been a blessing to me because I know God on a deeper level, a whole nother level that I would have never imagined. Like, you don't know how much I cried. You know, I just cried Mm -hmm. and cried and cried. I was so stressed out by the school calling me all day, emailing me, please come to the school. And I would just get to the school and drop them off, just leave, ma'am, come back. I'm like, what? what he did with well, like two minutes, like what, what just happened? So it was just so much stuff, but it's made me a stronger woman. And I'm able to support other parents and caregivers who are going through the same thing. I'm able to encourage them and share my knowledge and experience with them. So having him has truly been a blessing. It has been life changing <laughs> and I don't <laughs> regret it. You know, I don't regret it. And he is truly a gift from God.
0: Actually, that was my next question. Is there any regret? you you just said no,
1: nope, I could never regret it. Again, I'm just happy. I'm blessed to be a mom, and I'm blessed to be his mom.
0: Oh, so good, so good. Well, I just want to ask you one more question and and I think you probably have lots of different experiences you can pick because of just how much of a relationship you've had to to deepen with the mm-hmm. Lord in order to to bring you through this. But can you remember a time? when you just were overwhelmed by God's love?
1: There's been um, lots of times. So I'll even just give you, yeah, even just before this podcast, I was doing a women's Bible study. They had all of us go around and say the title of a book. What would we title our life if we wrote a book about it? And then I said, like, interesting. (laughs) And then I got to kind of share my testimony with them And I really felt God deeply because I realized how far we've come. You know, sometimes we don't think of how far we just like we just see what now. But when I was sharing like how God has brought me from Alaska to here, where he has providers that are of color, where we have so much family and so much support. I have a peer support specialist. I mean, so so many support groups. I feel like, wow, God, like you just love me that much that you have put all this in place for us. You know, that I could have not done this, that you did this. So yeah, just right before this, I felt God's presence.
0: Wow, wow. Well, that's an awesome way to close. Let us know how we can get in touch with you. Where can we find the book and how can we find the resources that you are providing?
1: So I have a website and it's my name. It's waivaniwilliams.com. And my book is also on Amazon. And you can get it in Kindle or the print edition, or you could also get it from off of my website. And if you guys want to reach me, my email address is Wellness at gmail.com. So I do have a private practice and all that information is on my website,
0: waivaniwilliams.com. Great. And we'll definitely put that in the show notes. Waivani, thank you so much for spending this time and telling us about the wonderful JJ and everything that He has done for you and for your both your relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Positively Joy today. Go to PositivelyJoy.com for inspiration, encouragement, and past episodes. Follow the podcast and review and subscribe wherever you go for podcasts. Don't forget to check out our cool merchandise with our new logo. And also, on the website, go to the Talk tab and leave us a message on what you love about Positively Joy and what you'd like to hear in the future. Again, thanks so much for being with us. Bye for now.